Welcome to the top three podcasts for entrepreneurs, your place to get the very best tips, tricks, and tactics from today's most successful entrepreneurs. Here's your host, Stephanie Burns, founder of Chic CEO. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the top three podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Burns, the founder of Chic CEO. And today we have with us Jonah Berger. Jonah is the James G. Campbell Associate Professor of Marketing at the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania and author of the popular book, Contagious, Why Things Catch On. He's published dozens of articles in top-tier academic journals and popular accounts of his work have appeared in places like the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, Science, uh, Harvard Business Review, Wired, Business Week, and Fast Company. His research has also been featured in the New York Times Magazine annual Year in Ideas issue. And he's also been recognized with awards for both scholarship and teaching, including being named Wharton's Iron Prof. At Wharton, he teaches an elective called Contagious, How Products, Behaviors, and Ideas Catch On. And that's exactly what we'll be talking about today in Top 3's podcast. Welcome, Jonah. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, Thanks so much for having me. So we like to start off our podcast um, giving a little bit of a bio, but can you give us some background on you, how you got started, and how you got to writing this really amazing book, Contagious? Uh, you know, I've always been a scientist at heart. Um, uh, growing up, I was more of a hard scientist, things like math, science, and computer science. Um, but as I got older, I wondered about applying those tools to social sciences. We always look around and see things catch on, uh, whether it's, you know, Greek yogurt at the grocery store came out of nowhere and is now extremely popular. Certain mm-hmm. movies catch on and certain products and ideas uh, also catch on. We come into the office on Monday and everyone's talking about a certain TV show and I often wondered why. Why do some things become popular while others fail? And so with a bunch of great colleagues, I spent the last 10 years studying this stuff. As you mentioned, I teach a course on these exact ideas at Wharton. Um, and sometimes people would come up to me and they'd say, well, you know, I couldn't take the class, but do you have anything I could read? So I would give them an article or two we had written an academic piece, and they would invariably say, that was really, really boring. <laughs> uh, and so I realized, hey, you know, academic articles aren't for everybody. While academics may love them, sometimes they're a little bit dense and, and tough to read. And so I thought, wouldn't it be great to pull some of this science together into an easy thing for uh, people to understand and use? And so I took the class and put uh, some of the key principles uh, into this book, Contagious, and um, have really enjoyed helping all sorts of uh, folks from large companies to small ones uh, apply these ideas. I've read the book. It's a phenomenal book. If you know anybody's listening, they haven't read it, definitely uh, take the time to do so. You're going to learn a lot. So, um, Jonah, we like to have our guests also tell us a success quote, something that you kind of live by every day uh, and helps you in your work and your day-to-day. What quote do you live by? in your, your uh, career? It's, uh, it's hard to pick only one quote, uh, but one I like a lot is um, do what you love and love what you do. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, it's really important. Uh, work is a big part of our lives, not the only part, but a big one, uh, to find something that you love doing, to find something that you're passionate and excited about. Uh, you know, uh, almost every job will have its ups and downs. Uh, won't always be the most fun thing in the world, but if you do what you love, you'll find yourself thinking about it even not during work hours, and you'll, you'll really find yourself passionate and excited about it. So I really uh, try as much as I can to live by that quote. I love that quote. I think it's absolutely applicable, especially to 
to our audience of entrepreneurs. So let's dig in to your top three tips for creating things that catch on. And your first tip is word of mouth is 10 times more effective than advertising. So can you speak to us a little bit on that? Yeah. So when you look at why things catch on, sometimes you think, well, it's because they're higher quality or because they had a bigger advertising budget. Um, but often when you look under the surface, it's a little more complicated than that. You know, some products have lots of advertising and no one ends up buying them. And when you really look at the data at the end of the day, word of mouth is much more effective than traditional advertising, over 10 times as effective. I think that's really good news for your audience. Uh, you know, you might think to get your entrepreneurial venture to catch on that you have to have a big advertising budget. You have to have a huge amount of money. Um, and you don't really. Uh, all you have to do is figure out how to turn customers into advocates how to take people who like what you're doing and like what you have to offer and get them to spread the word. Right? How can you take people that love your restaurant, that like your website, that have you know, worked with your service before, and how can you take that fact that they like you and like what you have to offer and, and use that to grow your business? Um, you know, some of your, your listeners may have larger businesses. They may have a, a few folks in sales. And they're thinking to themselves, I only have a couple folks in sales. How can I grow more, more effectively? And if you think about it, what word of mouth does is it turns every customer into a salesperson. It turns everyone who mm -hmm. bought from you or worked from you previously into someone who can spread the word. And so if you understand that science behind a word of mouth, you can get that to happen. You can take advantage of word of mouth and, and make it work for you. So I'm going to pose a question to you uh, to get your opinion. I was having a really interesting conversation the other day. I was at uh, a conference on crowdfunding, and we got to talking about the potato salad guy. What's your take on why the potato salad crowdfunding campaign went so viral? You know, I think that campaign really took advantage of a, a moment uh, in, in society. Everyone was putting up, you know, big movies and, you know, lifelong passion projects and this and that. Um, and some guy really just cut it down to a simple thing. He said, look, I'm trying to make some potato salad. Good potato <laughs> salad. Here, here, here's what it is. And it it was really remarkable uh, in some ways. You know, one thing I, I talk about is the idea of inner remarkability, that any product or idea can be remarkable uh, if you show people rather than, than tell people. And I think there, you know, it's a lot of people wanted to talk about that issue. It's um, everyone's talking about crowdfunding, how powerful it is. And here we came along a great, funny, definitely emotional uh, example of, you know, what someone's doing in the space. So I think that aspect of emotion uh, and that aspect of remarkability really helped to do well. And humor. Humor plays a big part, too, correct? Yeah, and, and when you look at the data, though, what's interesting is sometimes we think humor is unique. We think, oh, people share funny things because humor is totally different than everything else. But when you <laughs> actually look at the data, um, people share funny things. They do. Uh, but they also share a lot of anger-inducing things, things that make them mm. angry, whether it's a political rant or something they're anxious about. And so when we looked deeper, what we found, we did a big analysis of six months of New York Times articles, everything written by the paper, we found that, yes, humor did increase sharing, but so did negative emotions like anger, anxiety. And, and what ties these things in common is the fact that they're all high arousal or activating emotions. Humor activates us and makes us want to take action, but so does anger or anxiety, and so does excitement or inspiration. And so I think when you want to think about any of those emotions, it can be very effective. You might work on a product that's you know, not very humorous. Uh, I just did a big conference today with a bunch of financial service executives, or uh, you know, if you're a certified public accountant, you might say, well, humor, I don't really know if I can use humor in my business. And, and you might be right. 
but it's about picking another one of these higher arousal emotions. Maybe it's inspiration or maybe it's solving the pain point of anger. As long as it's higher arousal, it'll drive people to share. Wow, that's great. So the second tip that you want to share with us is offline to online. Tell us, tell us what you mean by that. Yeah, and I, I think what I really mean by there is, is offline is, is bigger uh, than online. So right. uh, many of us, when we, think about, so when we think about word of mouth, we say, ah, okay, I got it. I'm an entrepreneur. I need to build a following on Twitter. You know, I'm an entrepreneur. I need to be connected to a lot of people along with you. And we think that if we get enough friends or followers or connections on social media, our businesses will be effective. Um, mm. But if you actually look at the data, you see something sort of interesting. So if you look at all word of mouth and you look at what percent of all word of mouth is online, most people think it's pretty high, 70%, maybe 60%, 80%, actually only 7%. 7% of all word of mouth is online. And sometimes people hear that and they say, well, that's really surprising. That's much lower than I might have thought. And I think it's important to realize that most word of mouth is still face-to-face. People talking to their families at breakfast, uh, their friends at lunch, or going out after work with their colleagues. And we forget that face-to-face is the original social media, the first way that people transmitted ideas and still the main way that they do it. And so when thinking about, you know, how to get people to share, how to get word of mouth, don't just think about the technology. I think about, okay, how can I get people to share across all sorts of different channels, whether online or offline? Wow, so 93% of all word of mouth happens offline. Yes, and, and let's be careful. Some of that is texting and phones, so it's not all face-to-face, okay. but most of it happens. I think 80-some-odd percent is face-to-face. There's a little bit on phone and a little bit on texting, but uh, yes, very small chunk of it is online. It's larger wow. than young people. It is. It's about 11%, but still most of it is, is offline and face-to-face. That's really eye-opening. <laughs> really, really eye-opening for our, our community. Uh, so what kinds of things do you do you recommend for entrepreneurs to do in order to get to that 80-some-odd percent? Uh, I think it reach out to them. It'll, it'll lead into my, my third thing, uh, my top third there, was, um, you know, the psychology is more important than the technology. It's mm. really easy to jump on the bandwagon oh, someone else said Twitter's really important, or, oh, you know, I heard some article about some company using it. Um, It's much harder to think about the technology. Why do people talk and share in the first place? I've worked with all sorts of uh, companies, worked with a big electronics manufacturer this past summer. There's millions of followers on social media, but it's often disappointed with the number of people that share their content. It's not just enough to post content and assume that people will share it. Some content is shared more than others, right, both Mm -hmm. online and offline, some stories, are told more than others. Some rumors are passed on. Everyone's probably worried about uh, you know, uh, Ebola recently. We've been hearing lots of stories and anxiety-producing stories around that. Um, and so we have to understand why people talk and share in the first place. What makes people pass on some stories, some experiences more, more than others? We understand that underlying science, and, and that's what Contagious is all about, but boiling down that science and some key principles that help us understand and take advantage of, of why people share. So psychology is more important than technology. Definitely. <laughs> that's, that's really interesting. So how, how can we as entrepreneurs apply that? Um, well, actually, let me back up. I've noticed, for instance, say on my Facebook page or, you know, Sheik CEO's Facebook page that, you know, we will post, you know, how to, how to set up the legal structure of your business. And it'll, it'll do okay. But then if I post an image with, 
an inspirational message, man, that thing just blows up and just goes crazy. And it just seems the the practical doesn't get a share as much as the inspirational. So you, I'd, you say, <laughs> I'd say that both in some ways are right. So uh, in, in Contagious, I talk about the six key steps, what I would describe the drivers of, of why people pass things on, and it's based on our research. Mm-hmm. And I think you actually just pointed to two of them. So one is inspiration. Uh, uh, the E in step stands for emotion. Uh, we find that inspirational content, awe-inspiring content, um, but also other higher arousal emotions like anger, anxiety, drives people to share. More emotional, uh, more inspirational, more sharing. Uh, but one of the P's in the steps is also practical value, useful information. But as you, as you pointed out, um, different ways that information can be useful. Sometimes there's a lot of useful information, but it's so difficult to parse and read that nobody's going to get into it. And so what's mm-hmm. nice about a short inspirational message, it doesn't take much to take a quick look at it. Um, to realize it's valuable and it's easy to share. It's a little harder to read an article. And so one thing I talk about when I talk about practical value is how can we frame that information, make it seem very powerful and useful to make people want to share it? Right? How can we create a soundbite to lead people in to make it easier for them to want to check out the rest of the information? Because I don't think that it's inspiration is always better than practical value, always better mm-hmm. than useful. It's about how we frame that useful information and making it easier for people to access. Yeah, definitely. I love those tips. Word of mouth is 10 times more effective than uh, advertising. Offline is bigger than online by a massive amount. And psychology is more important than technology. These are amazing tips. So tell us a book recommendation that you have for our audience, and I hope that it's your book. <laughs> you know I'm biased, um, so uh, I think it's a good place to start. There are other great books out there as well, um, but um, you know I uh, I think the ideas in Contagious are, are extremely powerful for for entrepreneurs. But I think we all realize that word of mouth matters. Uh, you know, in, in B2C industries, it's hugely powerful. In B2B, 91% of new business leads come from existing business. So I think all of us as entrepreneurs realize how powerful it is. Indeed, myself, you know, after writing this book, I've become an entrepreneur myself and thinking about how to get my message out there. But there's some ways to do it. If we understand that science, we don't need a big advertising budget. We just got to get people to talk and share. Right. And your book is, a, is really an amazing place to start. I, I completely agree. So we like to close out our interviews with having our guests challenge our community to do something that will make an impact in their business today. What is your challenge for our top three community? You know, I think I would say a challenge is to, to dive into these steps, uh, to think about how we can get, whether it's social currency or triggers or emotions, um, you know, really say, I'm going to try to understand word of mouth more powerfully. I'm not just going to assume I know how it works, but I'm really going to try to understand it and, and apply it. Um, and in case it helped, there's actually a free workbook on my website. Uh, it's just Jonah Berger, so first name, last name dot com. Uh, slash resources. You don't even have to buy the book if you don't want to yet. You can download the free workbook. It'll give you some mm-hmm. questions to, begin to think about how to apply these ideas. You know, sometimes we think it's random or it's luck. You know, we look at things on Twitter and we wonder, oh, I don't understand why that did well. Or, you know, oh, the, the guy with the, um, with the potato salad did so well on Kickstarter. I don't get it. It must be luck. He must have just gotten lucky. And he didn't get lucky. There's a science there. And if we understand that science, we can get all our stuff to catch on. So dig into your free workbook on your website, jonaburger.com forward slash resources, and try to dive into learning as much about word of mouth as possible because it's going to be our key driver. 
definitely. And, you know, right. it's all the science, not the hype. You know, the psychology is going to be much more important than technology. Think about your goals and think about how the science can help you get there. Very cool. Very, very cool. Gosh, that was a lot of information packed in a very short time, Jonah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for all the great questions. I appreciate it. Yeah, we'll hope to have you back soon. Have a great day. You too. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Top 3 Podcast. If you're looking to start a business, come on over to chic-ceo.com to get all of the information you need to get moving. If you're looking to grow your existing business, you aren't quite ready for a business coach, but you know you need some higher level business strategy, the Chic Elite program is a perfect fit. So head on over to chic-ceo.com to check out all the resources and for the show notes to today's episode.